This is MuggleCast, the Harry Potter podcast discussing everything about J.K. Rowling's wizarding world. Okay, guys, one last panel for you this evening. A little self-promotion here. Uh, MuggleCast, anybody heard of that before? All right, a few of you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, MuggleCast has been with MuggleNet since 2005. It is the first and longest-running Harry Potter podcast out there. So let's, uh, let's bring them on out, yeah? Andrew Sims, Micah Tannenbaum, and Gilderoy Lockhart. I mean, Eric Skull. Yep. Hey, everybody. Hello. Oh, this is great. Dumbledore's in the front row. And no other Harry Potter characters here. <laughs> oh, there's got it. Oh, oh, I see Luna. Hello, Luna. Uh, so how's everybody doing? How's everybody enjoying MuggleNet Live? This is a cool stage, too. Yeah. Yeah. Can hey, we guys. do all our shows like this? Yes, I wish. I wish. Um, so today, obviously, 19 years later, are we feeling like this is the end of an era? It's, it's, one of, it's one of many ends. How many times has Harry Potter ended now? Yeah. Really? Well, but there was an interesting point brought up by somebody here in the audience. Yeah. Are you going to say it? No, tweet? go ahead. Oh, do I have it in front of me? Oh, yeah. Ter- so Terrence, who's in the audience tonight, he brought up a good... Where are you, Terrence? Put your hand up. Oh, but, okay. Hey, there noise. he is over there, Terrence. <laughs> he tweeted, this is the only date to the exact day and year of the Harry Potter series that we can live in. Which is so true, because all the books, obviously, when you read them, all the dates there have already happened. Whereas this one, we've been looking forward to it for some time. This is the day that we had to look forward to, that we could really... And it's the last day in canon. Book seven ends, and this is it. Yeah. I, I have to say, I can't... I couldn't pick a more suitable place and time and way to celebrate 19 years later than here with everybody, right? Like, it's so exciting to see everybody out there. Thank you so much and everybody for coming. And speaking of that, do you want to talk about who you're wearing tonight? Who, who I'm wearing tonight? Yes. Well, it's a Gucci and uh, <laughs> it's with a dress of... Actually, yeah, I will. Um, so this Gilderoy Lockhart costume I assembled, or I had made by uh, my favorite costume designer, Andrea Wakely, over at Twin Roses Designs. They, I, they made my first Harry Potter robes in 2004, um, and I've been getting costumes from them ever since, and they're just, they're fantastic. Um, but Gilderoy Lockhart, actually, so on Harry's birthday this year, uh, there was a celebration in Naperville, Illinois, and, um, yeah, Naperville. Any Chicagoans out there in the audience? All right, cool. Uh, so there was a, an event in Naperville, and the, um, there was a pet store that was sorting children into Hogwarts houses. They had a sorting hat, and one of the girls who works there was dressed as Trelawney. So she asked me if I wanted to uh, do a costume. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go as Gilderoy. That way we can both be, you know, frauds uh, sorting children into Hogwarts houses. It sounded great. So I had the costume made for that. But yeah, it's great to, to wear it out. I'm looking forward to going into the park and just taking a thousand selfies. Yes. But I always, Eric, Eric, I got to give him credit. He always works the cloaks down here in Florida. And occasion. I'm like, wow, that is, he swears it breathes. It's not as heavy as it looks. But this like, one I breathes. don't know. This one breathes. The Gryffindor robes did not. They're okay. very heavy and durable. Uh, yeah. Micah, you look good too in your cosplay tonight. Thank you. I believe you're somebody who Arthur Weasley encountered at, the, yeah. I don't know. 
out there in a muggle world. Regular muggle. Yes. And I'm wearing a Target shirt, and I was afraid somebody else was going to be wearing this because when you wear a Target shirt, you see other people wearing them. <laughs> but it's, well, well, it's a very special Target shirt, though. Well, oh, yeah, well, okay. Yeah, I should clarify. It has the Deathly Hallows on it, from, but it's from Target. Oh. Yeah. I almost wore that shirt. I told you this earlier. I almost wore that shirt. Yeah. Uh, there was a convention last week, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's a really cool, because it's like professional and nerdy. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so on MuggleCast, we do talk about the news, and um, we did want to talk about some things that did happen today. Uh, we woke up to some comments from J.K. Rowling herself, of course. Yes. Commemorating the occasion. A lot of, a lot of what happens now these days happens on Twitter. Uh, J.K. Rowling makes a, a commemorative tweet, and it was really nice to read. She did confirm this is the day that Harry takes this, because I've, I've always been wonky with the years, and because it's never like explicitly stated you have to like do the math on nearly headless nick's death day apparently like, she said last year that 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 2016 was 19 years later do you guys remember that yeah that was that was, was that was a rare jk rolling flub oh. this is what happens when you're on twitter you make mistakes She's celebrated too early. i bet she got a million literally a million tweets saying is this it is this it and she was just like yes you know like got stop stop the notifications yes i can confirm yeah but she retconned it so today is the day everybody yeah. Um, oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, this yeah. convention can continue. But the, <laughs> Suddenly you see the sign change to 18 years later. <laughs> we get on that, AV people. No, the best part was, and she responds to fans then, and one, somebody was just like, oh, th- so this is the day Harry takes his children to Hogwarts. You know what that means? It means somewhere Teddy Lupin, or te- yeah, Teddy Lupin and Victoire are snogging. <laughs> right? And J.K. Rowling quoted it and said, please, let's give them their privacy. <laughs> Which is fair. Which was very fair. Very and uh, fair. what did Jason Isaacs say? Oh, Jason Isaacs uh, made a tweet. Jason Isaacs is just the best. Does everybody agree with that? Like, he's just so tongue-in-cheek. He tweeted, um, oh, would that it have gone the other way? If only I had chosen uh, the winning side, uh, it would be, my life would be so much different. And J.K. Rowling sassed him back and was like, wait, the winning side? Oh, you're so in character as Lucius. Not the right side. The winning side? (laughs) She was great. So that's the Twitter update. Yeah. And then uh, Pottermore, they released a new feature. It's called the Hogwarts Experience. Did you guys check this out yet? You can actually check it out on your phone. It's now mobile-friendly. Pottermore has embraced the phone. That's great. I'm still waiting for it on uh, airport uh, or air- airplane televisions like they were going to do years ago. Oh, yes. Yeah, so we can yeah. read the books yeah. or something. But yeah, so it lets you browse the grounds of Hogwarts. You can actually kind of fly around and you can pan the camera and then there are a hundred hot spots. Um, I've been playing Zelda Breath of the Wild recently. I felt like I was in one of the, I felt like I was collecting the hot spots. Um, and then you click on them and you get to learn a little bit about Hogwarts Castle. So it takes you through Hogwarts Castle, the Forbidden Forest, and the Quidditch pitch. And there was one interesting one that I saw. I can't remember where I was clicking, but I was, I was browsing was with... Just, I think it was just in some random window. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it was attached to a window for some reason. It said... Um, it said that students in Muggle Studies classes use the internet to see what Muggle Studies, to For see what, what Muggles roll right. I mean, but then they were also saying that um, Hogwarts doesn't let you use technology, so they presume that the kids in the Muggle Studies class went to Hogsmeade, some place off-site to do. It's kind of like a field trip, I guess. Muggle yeah. Studies field trip, go into the Muggle world. 
But it was just kind of interesting because that was the first time you've seen Pottermore or J.K. Rowling acknowledge that wizards actually have used the internet. Yeah. I remember like years ago she said that wizards had something cooler than the internet. What she was talking about I don't about believe was, it. Nothing's no, cooler than the she, internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're biased, I think, a little bit to yeah. say that with our internet podcast. But yeah, she was talking about, I guess, what turned out to be the um, communication method of using the Patronus to communicate. If you can see, like, so, I guess not many people even can cast a Patronus, but the ones who could are doing it like instant messaging, like just, you know, bling, like the Patronus pops up, says what you wanted to say, then disappears, and then you got to send your Patronus back. What do you think they're checking out online, Micah, for the first time? Like, if you're hopping on the internet for the first time, what are you Googling? Uh (laughs) AOL, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. This this is a family-friendly podcast. I know, I know. And um, Cursed Child, also, they did some shows today. Now, we actually said on the most recent episode, we noticed that they were setting up a big stage out front. So we were like, oh, they're going to, I don't know, do some sort of commemoration out front of the Palace Theater there in London. That, sh- that show opens with the epilogue scene, right? Like on Sweet... I, I thought they were going to do like scene one of the show yeah. in the square. They set up a stage and everything. There's trusses going. It's like... Yeah. Did they end up? Well, unfortunately, we don't still don't really know. Like, I was browsing the Instagram earlier today, like the location tag, looking for what they've done with this stage, and they've still not still done nothing. So but they're all keeping the secrets. So you're saying Cursed Child is a disappointment yet again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Micah, get out of here. Get out of here. Um, nobody here agrees with that. No, but they were also selling 19 years later shirts, which I thought was kind of cool. And guess how much they cost? 19, 19, 19 pounds. pounds. Isn't that nice? Ah. Yeah, you probably like save a dollar because the shirts are probably normally, or sorry, a pounds because the... They should be seven pounds because isn't seven the most magically powerful number? Yes. Let's save some money here. But the profit margins there are less magical. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, So, actually, in speaking of Chris Child, we were trying to think how we could talk about the epilogue here. And one thing we wanted to bring up was because of Chris Child... Not all was well. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Does that bother anybody? Oh, okay, that's actually a lot of people. I, 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 they seem so far apart from each other at this point that to me, it doesn't really bother me. It's a little disappointing because you know at the time that J.K. Rowling was sitting there at, what was that hotel? Sitting by that bus getting Railview? ready to, to face it. Was it, it Railview or was that where Harry stays in book one? Oh, I don't know. But anyway, she didn't, she didn't intend for there to be a play when she wrote the words All Was Well, and she truly thought that everything was going to be a well When again. she graffitied that bus, J.K. Rowling does nothing unintentionally. When she graffitied that bus, she meant for it to be over. Yeah. So actually what we thought we could do is just to have a little fun, and we're going to get audience participation, um, and we've got to do this really quick because we only have a few minutes left. Um, we wanted to suggest alternate lines for the ending of, 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 the, of the epilogue. So you, we wrote them down in advance, Potter? and these guys came up with better ones than I did. So, <laughs> so, so mine foreshadows Cursed Child, okay? So it goes, so just delete all was well from the manuscript. And it goes, and it, and it did not ache again for only a few years. <laughs> Someone one day will bring back the pain in the scar. Uh-oh. Very Can ominous. you imagine reading that? And being like, WTF, we just thought we reached the end of the story. We flew to London for this midnight release party, and you're telling me there's more? 
Yes, it's the love child of Bellatrix and Voldemort. Yes. I, She's going to bring back the pain. Keep the secrets, please. <laughs> but I like how you ended it in Scar. Didn't we all? Yeah, we did. All but right, I mean, yeah. that's just like, except all J.K. Right. Rowling. <laughs> well, so, Micah, what's yours? So, uh, I went with, as random parents and kids looked at him on the platform... Harry cursed Voldemort for not marking him with something cooler than a lightning bolt scar. <laughs> Harry Potter's destined to just be gaped at. Just... I also went the ominous route. Uh, here's my ending. Harry's face was marked by the battles that he had won since the fateful night at Hogwarts. Our trio of heroes had had no way of knowing that Voldemort would only be the beginning, Harry mused, remembering the days when he had just one scar. (laughs) Right? If you're going to set up a time when all was not, in fact, well, you got to go big. On the other hand, it would have been cool for her to have foreshadowed something at the end because some of us would have, well, we all would have felt better, I think. Okay, there will be an eighth book. I, I will say the Itch. great thing about the epilogue, I was rereading it today, and um, it is really hopeful, and it is really special, and, like, Harry is a really good dad in it. Yeah. Like, that is not the way that Cursed Child took it, but he attends to his child's needs, his children's needs. He knows exactly what they're thinking, and it's, he's really good in it. So is Ginny. Everybody's... And Ron's cracking jokes that are funny. It's, it's great. It's great. I think Cursed Child was a step back, but right now, let's just appreciate the epilogue for what it was. Although Micah couldn't really appreciate it because this morning he comes to us and he's like, I forget what happened in the epilogue. <laughs> like completely seriously. And we're like, what? We're like, I was like that stink, stink Jeff. Like what? How do you forget that? <laughs> I'm old, man. I, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so we wanted to, there are a couple of mics in the audience. We wanted to see if anybody had their own ideas for how it could end. So come on up. Or where are the mics? Do you have to walk somewhere or are they being handed out? Oh, sorry. They're somewhere. I think they're running to get... Okay, they're coming. One second. And then what we want to do, we wanted to get five people, and then... Yeah, so, so we're going to get uh, your best alternate ending line for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, and we have uh, a gift at the end, which we're going to do a round of applause uh, for uh, the best ending line for Harry, how Harry Potter so should have ended. I think there's somebody over here. On this day, 19 years later. So say your name, and um, let us know what your... Ideas. Go ahead. My name is Meredith. And the final sentence or two, Hermione waved lovingly at her children as they went off for the adventures at Hogwarts, but secretly she was distracted. Are the time turners well enough secured in her office? (laughs) All was not well. Yeah. That's great. Good performance, too. Who else has one? This This guy right down here. Mr. Hufflepuff up front. Hi, my name is Nick, um, and my, uh, if I can do a little voice with this one. Yeah, please. And everyone, that's right, everyone had dysfunctional children. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you, Nick. Anybody? Uh, make you... Yep, over on the left side, we got a guy way in the back, Thank actually. Thank you, so the, the back right when you're running, back running around, getting some cardio in. Yeah, get, get him, and then, yeah. Yeah, we'll do it. Um, we'll go up front to you. Yeah. This is David. Uh, my final line would be, but he was still worried because he knew that because he knew that Albus would not 
would maybe not have the best time. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and get those aforementioned time turners. Oh, okay, and then right here. I think this is number four. Go ahead. Oh, me. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I'm Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Michelle. Um, I always thought a great ending would have been that as, um, as, as the Hogwarts Express is rolling away, Albus sits down, looks out the window, and says, oh boy, I think I want to be a Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. And then this one right up here. Or her, yeah. Sorry. Uh, my name's Cecilia, and the uh, last line should have been, all was not well because Harry Potter was the only one who learned the lesson that Slytherins are not evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an important lesson. Okay, so did you okay. mark down their names? Yes. So what we'll do is we'll just go around. Okay, each. so show of applause uh, for the best uh, replacement ending line. Uh, Meredith with, are the time turners well enough secured? Question mark. <laughs> Healthy applause. Nick with, and everyone had dysfunctional children. (laughs) Flight cough clap. The third gentleman, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. The line, he was still worried because he knew that Albus would really... Wait, I stopped writing. Oh, my God. (laughs) I am so sorry. Can we we have you redo your your line? I'm so sorry. Does anybody still have the, the mic? I'm oh, so sorry. It's, a, it's okay. You, you, you don't have to. <laughs> okay, just watching <laughs> run is funny. Yes. But he knew that somehow Albus would not have a good time. Not have a good time. Okay. Really have a good time. Thank All you. right. Applause, applause. Okay. <laughs> Next, Michelle with Albus sitting down on the train. Oh, boy, I think I want to be a Slytherin. And Cecilia, all was not well because Harry was the only one who had learned the lesson that not all Slytherins are evil. I think... It was the first one. I think it was the first one, Meredith. we all knew that from the beginning. Congrats. Meredith, so what we have for you is is a really true gem of the old... Michael, would you like to show this off? Uh, A true gem of history, really. It's an old MuggleNet shirt which still has the logo, or the motto, Swish and Click. Uh, this shirt is one of the few left that have not been worn by anybody. We promise it's new. Um, and it's, it's, we stopped selling them 10 years ago on MuggleNet, so it's, it's really a relic. So congratulations to Meredith. Um, yeah, congrats. And we'll, we'll get that to you. Here oh, yeah. she comes. And we have some exciting news. You've just been hired to write The Cursed Child 2, so congratulations. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So uh, we have a few minutes left. Did anyone have... We're going to get the uh, microphone runner running again, but <laughs> did, did anybody have any questions or maybe comments? Oh, time to wrap. Okay. Then oh, never time mind. to wrap. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank listen, you, everybody. We're all going to have a lot of fun in the park tonight. I'm really excited. Yes. Um, Thank you. 
And uh, we'll see you in the park. We'll see you there. All right. I want to follow where she goes. I think about her and she knows it. I want to let it. All right. So what you just heard was our live muggle cast. A quick one down in Orlando. At the Hard Rock Live. Yay. That was cool. It was a cool. It was a cool venue, man. I've played a lot of venues before, but that was—I <laughs> don't know, man. That was something special. I, I love yeah. recording at my parents' house and like in my own apartments in Cali. But wow, the Hard Rock was legit. No, it was a. It was a cool place. Um, the stage setup was actually very cool as well. They had like the Hogwarts house colors and big MuggleNet live. But um, yeah, so so after we did our live podcast we all went over to the park yep and some of us officiated weddings <laughs> not yet some not of yet. us had butterbeer uh, it was great proposals how many butterbeers did you have Micah? zero actually you didn't have the butterbeer it was no. unlimited and free all night Eric couldn't stop talking about it uh, why didn't you have any butterbeer well I did try and go towards the end and then the uh, <laughs> door was locked Oh. You have to go in the exit. That's the secret. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> you use Aloha Mora. Yeah, it was great. Well, uh, the venue staff, too, at the Hard Rock were, were amazing. Like, they were very, very accommodating. They're the reason that we have such clean audio of that uh, night's performance, because they were yeah. able to record directly to the board, so we want to thank all of them. But, yeah, uh, the night was great. They had um, There were two actor panels before us. The first was the, the children, so they had uh, Ryan Turner... And Rowan Go to Bed and Ellie Darcy Alden, and then the uh, adults were Christian Coulson, um, uh, Luke Youngblood, Sean Bickerstaff, and Chris Rankin, and they seemed to all have fun. And then we got to have our fun um, before going into the park and, and having a good night. So it was great. And uh, yeah, just uh, broke out my Gilderoy Lockhart costume. Photos on social media. Um, but it was it was super fun. <laughs> super What's your Twitter fun. handle? You might as well throw that in there. Uh, S P I E L E R M A N Spielerman on Twitter. Thank you, Micah. I was I was struck by how Eric was Lockhart all night. He was basically in character the whole time. Every time I looked, he was in character, <laughs> and um, uh, everybody was tickled by it. Micah and I kept losing him. We would be like, "Where's Eric?" But we also ditched Eric at the very beginning. So. <laughs> well, we did, in all fairness, think that he went into the park, and so we just... I wouldn't have left without you. Yeah, I needed to fix my... I was having a wardrobe malfunction. I needed to fix it. And then he finds us, and he basically yells at us. He's like, oh. I just went to fix my wardrobe. You guys left. But it was... No, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if, if, you, if we had been together, I'm not sure, because I walked down, and that was where the guy proposed to the girl. So I don't know. Everything happens for a reason. Um... <laughs> But, so basically, <laughs> it was we ditched each other. You witnessed a proposal. Life is complete. And we, well, we yeah, came back, right. and then we all rode Gringotts together. It, yes, we did, including with one of our listeners, Jeff, who had brought his daughter, and it was their first time at the theme park. So it was actually very cool. It was nice meeting them because um, because they listened to it together. MuggleCast, father, yeah. daughter. He was, he was telling you the story of how they listened to it? Yeah. It was like on trips and... Yeah, well, every morning. Every every yeah. morning. Yeah, they're going to the back. So now we really have to be family friendly. I know. When I was talking to them the whole time, I'm thinking like, oh man, what have we said recently? <laughs> I said that to a kid too. I was like, I hope we're family friendly. <laughs> Dumbledore's... <Nope>. Oh. <laughs> Eric. Just... 
That's what we talk about on we this show. We have not talked about that. Uh-huh. What? That's the wand and, and the... Uh, uh, we should probably edit that. <laughs> it's going to be edited. Anyway, um, it was really nice meeting the listeners. When we put it... You know, recording the podcast in our respective homes is very... It's a private, it's an isolating experience. So when we can meet the listeners, it is really, really special. So thanks to everybody who uh, came up and said hello. There were, there were a bunch of people... Last yeah. night, yeah, definitely. Uh, we we even uh, met a couple of our patrons, uh, which was fantastic to do in person. And uh, we gave out. We actually had a surprise cache of pickle pack shirts, old school two thousand seven pickle pack shirts that we were able to give out. It was such limited quantities that we knew we could never make them available uh, to any large group of people. But everybody who was at the park last night, hopefully, who stopped by. I uh, got one. It was just a little extra thing back from a piece of Muggle cast history, as we, as we said. Yeah, uh, we were we were we were. I felt like we were drug dealers or something. Uh, <laughs> I carried a suitcase into the Eric Diagon. Eric had his suitcase open, laying on the floor, uh, right in front of uh, the Gringotts ride entrance, and like people are crowded around, and every time, every time. Um, sorry, I was just doing something. Every time that. Eric would hand out one of the shirts, he would be like, it's a pack of pickles! <laughs> Every time. He did this like 15 times and he exclaimed, it's a pack of pickles. And the Lockhart voice, too. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny, because like, that's what the shirt says. Yeah. I love that design. Who did that design, by the way? Do we know? Sam and Nate. It was, so they designed it. Yeah, they also designed some of our earlier MuggleCast t-shirts. Like the Mike Bolt one? Actually, yes, the Mike Bolt they did. Maybe the Squares one, too. Huh. Mm-hmm. Definitely Mike Bolt. I think Kelly did the squares. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so that was a lot of fun. And really just walking around. Uh, th- it had just rained, which was um, worrisome at first because we were like, oh, my God, is the event going to be, like, rained out or anything? But actually Universal provided everybody with ponchos. We got some cool umbrellas, like some really big blue umbrellas that Andrew may or may not have given back at the end of the evening. <laughs> yes. I loved my umbrella very much, and I'm moving to Chicago, and I don't have an umbrella, so I may have forgotten to give them the, give them the umbrella back. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a real love story. I mean, I witnessed love with the proposal earlier in the night, but Andrew and his umbrella, man, they're 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 soulmates. Man. It was a great vice, actually, to hold onto while talking to people. I tend to be introverted, and for some reason, last night I was on fire in an extroverted way, and I think it's partially the umbrella. I had, like, a vice to work with. So it's like an extension, with. like a channeling pole, like a, yeah. like a lightning rod. It was yeah. your, your crutch. It's my crutch, yeah. <laughs> you could lean on it. I figure it's, yeah, yeah, could have I was done, leaning like, on uh, it. Singing on the rain. On I the, love uh, it so much, it gives me powers I didn't post. know. It was cool, so, but, so the reason I bring up the rain is, it, so it had stopped raining by the time the event started, but the cobblestones of Diagon Alley all had, like, little pockets of rain in them, so when you're looking in the distance at Gringotts and, like, the dragons breathing, fire and stuff, the light reflected off the cobblestones. It was really, really cool and added an additional layer of uh, visual flair to an otherwise already very visually uh, pleasing sight. It was um, very London-y to see <laughs> the rain. I was like, I don't know if I'm in London or Orlando. They both have so much rain. <laughs> so now, oh, Andrew, you brought something up. Because we had just been to Avatar World, or Pandora, the world of Avatar. And we got to ride their big ride, their answer to Forbidden Journey in Gringotts, called Flights of Passage. And yes. we all seem to really enjoy Flights of Passage. But after riding Gringotts now, which is the most recent ride in, in the Wizarding World, do we still feel 
that the Harry Potter park or that that ride in particular is better? Or where where do we stand on the rankings of mm. theme park rides for you guys? Uh, I, I mean, I, I like. What'd you say it was called? Flight of Passage. Flight of Passage. Yeah. Yeah, it was just different. It was it was first of all, it's it's definitely longer. It's probably about four or five minutes, and just the mm-hmm. way that you get simulated, I guess you could say, right, mm-hmm. as you're going through the ride and twisted and turn, and and you could really look all around. The the one issue with Gringotts is that. If you start to look around, you'll see a lot of things that take away from the experience, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. So you'll see lights on the floor. You'll see other things up above. Um, but I've also ridden Gringotts plenty of times. Uh, Flight of Passage, I only did that once. So maybe if I went back and th- did it again, I would notice some other things. But uh, the other thing, too, is you know the story uh, with Gringotts. You know what to expect. You're looking for those familiar faces, right? So... Uh, it's hard, I, and and I actually forgot a lot of what happens during that ride. Gringotts. Yeah, so yeah. I enjoyed it going back. I may have only ridden it a couple times prior, so yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't. Let's let's not compare. Does uh, not compare. They're they're good I, for different reasons. Yeah, I'll compare. Andrew will say he'll like Gringotts a lot more. I I, I do I do I I maybe it's because I really love Harry Potter, but. There's just more going on in the Gringotts Rise, whereas Avatar Flight of Passage, I don't know if you guys mentioned this, but like some people are like, oh my god, you guys, it is the greatest ride you've ever ridden in the history of rides. Like, like Colin, I think he's one of the people who says this. And it's definitely an impressive ride. Uh, I just like rides with some story in it. <laughs> oh, the story is you're going around the world. Yeah, yeah, I, I, uh, I will say like I had forgotten the plot of Gringotts too, and like there, it's basically they're on the Horcrux hunt. Like the Harry and Hermione and Ron break into Gr- Bellatrix's vault at Gringotts while you're on the ride. So it's like, but you're also like it's told in the story of you're getting Bill Weasley is like giving you a tour. So it's like really cool how they put a a tour of Gringotts on top of the existing plot and story so that it can all go to hell and when it does you're like oh I remember this yeah. so you still have that connection to the movie without it being like Forbidden Journey which is a lot more like requires you to suspend disbelief a little bit more well and I'm also not an Avatar fan so I don't know if there were things in that where I would recognize oh there's that creature or there's, there's that part of the land right. or this was from the movie and or this is from five movies in, in the future you know I it, it's not the same connection and here's the thing there are really no Avatar fans it's just sort of like people and I mean that serious yeah, like, yeah like the movie came out in like 2009 and some people say it's a very good movie it's James Cameron of course he does. he's a great filmmaker but nobody's like emotionally attached to Avatar right. now there's four more films coming I think so maybe by later in the series there will be mm-hmm. more of an attachment but yeah, like I remember seeing the movie, and I remember some of it. I wasn't necessarily walking around being like, "Oh, I remember this aspect." Somebody was saying that Avatar. Uh, sorry, I keep wanting to call it Avatar Land. It's like calling it a, a Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Harry Potter World. It's yeah, wrong. It's wrong. Um, somebody was saying that Ava- <laughs> Pandora, the world of Avatar, <laughs> is set like after the fifth movie. It's like because you know all was well type of thing. Sort of yeah. just like. Hogsmeade exists in, like, this purgatory of... Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. I will say, like, uh, I did feel a connection to the um, plants and, like, little bugs and stuff that you're... Because you're going through, like, the caves. 
everything's bioluminescent. Like, that's the whole thing. And not just on the Flights of Passage ride. We went on that river boat ride, which was in the cave. But even in Flights of Passage, there's a moment where your beast, you're riding what is, uh, I think it's called an Imkron, but they call it a Banshee. You're riding this Banshee uh, on the back, uh, or you're riding, in, in, you you transfer into an avatar to ride on the back of a banshee and the banshee at one point where well, you're flying most of the time and it's amazing because you can feel the beast breathe beneath your legs there's like these pads that come out and like breathe with it on so your legs are being pushed you're like oh my god i'm riding the banshee he touches down in the cave and there's just enough time for the beast to slowly catch his breath and as you do the cave or as he does the cave lights up and there's just some sense of wonder and awe, and that's one thing that Avatar, I think the movie, did right as well in showing this world where there's floating rock fixtures in the middle of the sky, and you know it seems like impossible bits of nature, but could, could nature itself be so beautiful, truly? And I think it's kind of tugs at the heartstrings in terms of how you feel about the appreciation between, or the relationship between people and the world. Oh yeah, that's, that's a good way to analyze it. Um, if, if, if you've ridden Soren before in California Adventure... Is that Soren over USA um, or Soren... I think Cal- it's called Soren over the world now. It used to be Soren over California at California Adventure next to Disneyland. Okay. Um, and then I think there's one in Disney World too. But anyway, if you've been on Soren, it's Soren on steroids. It's, it's, you smell... <laughs> You smell lots of things. The wind is blowing. The sea air. Soaring around. It's it's never annoying, like, the water that's hitting you in the face, because it's, like, used sparingly, I think. But anyway, oh, so one thing, when I got off that ride, to get this back on the Harry Potter track, is that I was like, this is what Forbidden Journey should have been, in that you're straddling something. You're, You're riding this avatar. Beast. Banshee. Banshee. You're riding this Banshee. Forbidden Journey should have been you're riding a broom. Um, or a hippogriff or a dragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good or a thestral. Right. <laughs> Keep going. What else do you got? Or, uh... Or Ron. <laughs> or Umbridge. Or Hagrid. Get on my shoulders. Do Southern Hagrid. Get on my shoulders, kid. <laughs> well, is that is interesting. Somebody in the park asked me about Southern Hagrid last. Oh night. my god, really? Yeah, one of one of our listeners from uh, Alabama. Oh, and I, I was how how can you do that in front of somebody from Alabama? I would look like uh, an amateur, right? Right. They were actually weren't they also British? They were British, but his wife is British. Yeah, and um, yeah, he's originally from Alabama. Yeah, yeah. We connected over the time I had spent there too. <laughs> um. But instead of Forbidden Journey, you're, you're, like, sitting in this, like, chair thing for anybody well, who yeah, doesn't know. Enchanted benches, they call them. Oh, in, yeah. In the, in the thing. And it's, like, it's cool. Like, that's the whole thing is, like, I have no problem praising, like, as a, as a longtime Harry Potter fan, lover of these parks, these specific parks, I have no problem pra- praising Pandora, the world of Avatar, because it came after. And there's very clearly a, a trajectory, like a, a forward momentum to theme park development and building. The fact that Avatar opened like for, the, for real two months ago and the Harry Potter park is seven years old and still, you know, holds its own is great. But it's all development. And actually seeing the theming of Avatar World when you're just walking through stuff and there's so many more extra alien plants and stuff than you see in Hogsmeade, it gave me hope for the Forbidden 
forest ride that's going to be replacing Dragon Challenge. Yeah. Because every theme park is now competing at the same level, I think, as Harry Potter set the bar very, very high. And it took years for theme parks to start bouncing back, but it's only going to inspire better theming in the future. I made a, I meant to make a joke about Mike and I going over to Dragon Challenge and starting to tear it down. <laughs> oh, that never happened. As a reference to uh, a previous episode uh, of yeah. the cast. There might be a couple of photos of that. Yeah. We didn't ride the train last night. Womp womp. Oh, I had forgotten to as well. That's all right. It left at 11 a.m., so... <laughs> we missed it. We, we missed way it. Late. We yeah. were We could have maybe got it at 11 p.m., which, you know... Yeah. Who knows what's going on at the train at that time. But uh savory characters. I did no. want I did want another photo in front of the perfume lady, the ad. Oh yeah. In in the uh train uh station. Make a little magic. Yeah, so uh but uh, as far as Avatar goes, I, I think it was a great ride. If you enjoy theme park rides, definitely check it out. Uh if you happen to be in Orlando at the Animal Kingdom. It's it's a lot of fun. So yeah. But uh, this was a great podcast about uh, Pandora. <laughs> well, yeah, I was trying to get it back on track. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, no, I think uh, getting back to MuggleNet Live, just seeing the looks on everyone's faces, interacting with the listeners, it was really a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to thank you all for coming out if you made it. And if not, hopefully you enjoyed our our, our, our talk. You know, the, uh, the ending lines of Harry Potter 7 was such a cool game to play, um, I think. You might have to thank play it on the much. show revisiting yeah revisiting the epilogue as we did because last night september 1st was epilogue day mm-hmm. well and i think maybe now what we can do is is in addition to that ask people to uh rewrite cursed child in, the, in their own vision <laughs> you and know what would happen uh 19 I, years later i saw a tweet last night somebody was in the audience and was like i love MuggleCast to death but i really can't get behind when they insult uh cursed child oh yeah well that was Which, me Oh, you tweeted as the no, no. I I insulted Cursed Child. Oh, yeah. Well, take thank you for taking responsibility yeah. for your actions. It's okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I figured there were fans in the audience. Like it, you know, if we're if people are coming out to celebrate 19 years later, presumably a lot of people like Cursed Child. Yeah. Well, there's a sample size of people who actually enjoy them, and 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 that's the whole thing. Is even among MuggleNet staff, there's people who think it's a very entertaining play, which somehow mysteriously, miraculously, uh, lets you look past the flaws of the script itself and you know either way backhanded compliments or not look it, it, is, it is something that exists but we were able I think to transcend uh, book and, and play and just talk about how maybe you know maybe canon is closed now maybe that was the last date ever written in canon maybe it wasn't Harry Potter at this point has had so many endings um you know that, that, and so many new beginnings that I think we were not really worried or, or scared in any tangible way of it ever being over no so, so but, just keep celebrating. So, yeah. I'll, I'll just wrap up by saying, you know, what was cool about this event was that uh, it was put on by MuggleNet. So all of us at one point in time have worked for MuggleNet. So there was that additional connection of those people who are in the audience. Most of them have been fans of the site for a long, long time. So when we were in the park and we were talking with people, I, I feel like it wasn't just necessarily people who listened to the podcast, but That's- people who were fans of the site so we got a chance to really get to know a lot more people uh and and i think that's what made it uh a really cool experience and a really cool night there are a couple new people who said they might start listening to mucklecast excuse me i was like well my voice is great so please continue to listen (laughs) as i cough (laughs) bad joke anyway uh well micah has a flight in two hours and ten minutes and thinks he's going to be able to make it so 
I hope so. Everybody pray for, for Micah, everybody. Up. Pray for Micah. <laughs> Um, he has pre-check. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's, oh, yeah. He can just waltz onto the plane for on, when it's on the tarmac. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey uh, do you have room in a suitcase for an umbrella? <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I actually have an umbrella with me. It's oh. actually a really big umbrella. I don't yeah, think that Eric, umbrella would do, fit. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you got a big umbrella. Or a big I'm suitcase. not going to smuggle you. You have to pay them for it. What? You have to go and offer them money, and then I'll carry oh, your umbrella. Oh, you're kidding. It's no. contraband. <laughs> oh, it's they, they, the universal. Do you really? Where is I don't see the umbrella. Do you? Yes, it's over here. Oh, God. Okay. It's hiding. Well, all right. On that note. <laughs> okay. We're breaking all of the laws. Here's to another 19 years, everybody. Thank you <laughs> for listening. And uh, congratulations to MuggleNet on their successful convention. And thank you all for yeah. listening. Great job. We'll be back with episode 336 next week. Topic to be determined. Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> We're an Avatar podcast now, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.